Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. Don't you just ever look out at the whole world and just wish kind of everyone would just shut up and listen to Jesus? That we would put away all of just the crazy ideas that are out there and listen to what Jesus says and follow him? I think we can all relate to that to some extent. But we need to realize that has to start with us. If we want the whole world to be quiet and st- stop all the craziness and listen to Jesus, we've got to realize there's going to be ways in our own hearts that we struggle with doing that, and we want to start there. And a helpful passage where we even see that phrase uh, of listening to Jesus is what we're going to come across in the New Testament today as we look at the accounts of the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. We'll see that in Matthew 17, 1 through 13, Mark 9, 2 through 13, and Luke 9, 28 through 36. And as you consider the scene, right, we have the inner three, Peter, James, and John of the 12 disciples with Jesus up on a mountain, and he is transfigured. He is, his appearance changes. And uh, it says that His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. I'm reading from Matthew. In one of the other passages, uh, you you see it refer to, you know, no launderer on earth could bleach his clothes this white. And we even get a sense of this is a vision of Jesus even in his glory. So an amazing scene here. a little mysterious of, you know, Luke mentions them falling asleep. Is it that they pass out at this vision? Well, we're not totally sure about that, but they see this vision of Jesus and he's talking uh, to Moses and Elijah. So they appear and are talking to this transfigured Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 17, 4, Peter says to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And he was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So there we see the voice of God the Father speaking clearly, affirming the identity of Jesus Christ. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. But then the command that is given, listen to him. And to some extent, that seems to be, even when you consider who is with him there, Moses and Elijah, how did Jesus often refer to the Old Testament? The law and the prophets. So Moses, the law, Elijah, the prophets, it's all pointing to Jesus. It is all directed at him. And really, I think there is so much really that Uh, speaks throughout the ages of what happens here at the transfiguration, right? Those words that the Father speaks there are, are still the words that everyone needs to deal with. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And if we could see Jesus right now, I mean, he is in glory. He has been glorified. Uh, We would be dazzled. We would be amazed. We would probably fall on our faces as well. 
which is what happens after they hear this voice from the Father, if we could really see Jesus for who he is, right? Uh, Jesus, his glory to some extent was veiled as he took on flesh. And a good reminder, Jesus didn't subtract anything from himself by becoming a man, he added, right? He, he did not subtract from his deity. In his deity, he added humanity. But in a way, that veiled his glory. As we sing even at Christmas time, in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Veiled in Flesh, the Godhead See. Well, it's almost as if in this moment, the veil is pulled back a little bit. And that's where Jesus is the beloved Son of the Father in whom he is well pleased. He is the one that everyone needs to listen to. And I want us to think today, okay, that's got to start with us. Are we listening to Jesus? And that's what you might say, well, of course I'm listening to Jesus. Well, notice uh, he was speaking to his disciples. You might think, I know Jesus is the Son of God. Well, apparently so did Peter. Because we just read in chapter 16 how Peter makes that great confession. But even still, he is told to listen to Christ. I think all of us have the tendency to be tempted to listen to ourselves rather than to listen to Christ. And we need to check our own hearts in that today. I mean, just consider, for instance, how often we have seen now Jesus speak to the disciples and even refer to them with this idea of, oh, you of little faith and rebuke them for their lack of faith. Well, in some ways, that was a failure to listen. They weren't listening to Jesus. They weren't really hearing and believing what he was saying. And so as you think through the fear or the anxiety you might be facing today, listen to Jesus. He has spoken clearly to you that we do not need to worry. We do not need to be afraid. He is in control of everything. Look at the birds. Look at the lilies. Keep Our Heavenly Father provides for all of them. Shouldn't we trust Him? Shouldn't we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all of these things will be added to you? That's really a matter where we need to listen to Jesus. But we often ignore what He has said and we give into our own thoughts and we we start to worry, we start to be anxious, uh, we start to not trust him like he deserves to be trusted. And we need to listen to him. And now consider even what happened right before this, where Jesus has to rebuke Peter saying, get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me, for you are setting your minds, you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. How often are you and I tempted to do that, where Jesus has said, no, the way this works is I'm going to suffer as the Messiah. And then if you follow me, you're taking up your cross and denying yourself and coming after me. And that will involve suffering for you. Are you listening to Jesus when it comes to that? Or are you um, just thinking, oh, I'll just follow Jesus and everything will be great all the time? Or are you listening to his words? No, I have suffered. I am calling you to follow me. That's not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. Are you listening to Jesus when it comes to that as well? So as we think about this scene there at the transfiguration, um, let us really examine our own hearts and ask our own question, am I listening to Jesus? And think of all that we've seen in our journey through the life of Christ and the Gospels in this more chronological order, and ask yourself, am I listening to what I'm hearing? 
Am I actually digesting what Jesus has said? And I'm really obeying what Jesus has said. I think this scene at the transfiguration gives us some time to really examine our own hearts and to align our hearts. Jesus is glorified. Jesus is the beloved son in whom the father is well pleased. Jesus deserves my attention, my obedience. And I want to seek to give that to him as I listen to him. So may we trust him in that. Next, let's look at the Old Testament in Leviticus 26 and 27. Now, in Leviticus 26, we see these blessings for obedience and punishment for disobedience. Now, we have to remember these are specific commands given in a specific context to the nation of Israel. And some of these specific blessings and specific punishments are for that nation. For instance, a lot of these blessings for obedience even deals with the land and God providing, uh, you know, the crops in their season and all these different things in a way that can't, you know, just directly transfer from the nation of Israel to you. Um, That's not how it works. However, as we look at this, one thing I think we should note, and we think about as we consider all of the scripture, is that obedience brings blessing and disobedience brings punishment. That is still how it works. The specifics may be different. For instance, Jesus has said, hey, follow me, but that's meaning taking up your cross, and that will mean suffering. So he's not saying to his followers, hey, follow me, and I'll give you all your crops, and you know, I'll keep away the wild beasts, and all of these things. Um, no, he's saying, no, follow me, and All who desire to please Jesus Christ will be persecuted. There will be suffering that comes, but there will be blessing in the midst of that. And so even though the blessings of following Christ aren't always physical blessings, because following Christ can lead to suffering, can lead to persecution, there still is blessing nonetheless. Amazing blessing that we should see in those situations. And one of them really just deals with even the attitude and the confidence that we can have in our own hearts. For instance, consider what it says in Leviticus 26, 36. And as for those who are left, now this is again talking about, um, you know, even people being exiled out of the land, right? Again, a specific curse for this specific people. As for those who are left, I will send faintness into their hearts in the land of their enemies, that the sound of a driven leaf shall put them to flight, and they shall flee as one flees from the sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues. They shall stumble over one another as if to escape a sword, though none pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. And even there, you just get this sense of fear, right? Uh, And that's one thing I think as we think through, okay, the blessings and the curses, I can't just copy and paste all of this over to my life. But one thing that I want us to see is one of the blessings of obedience is just confidence with God. There's a nearness in our relationship with God that comes as we walk in obedience. And one of the curses of disobedience, one of the punishments is really the fear and even sometimes the paranoia that comes with a guilty conscience. And that can be just a devastating punishment for sin. So as we consider those blessings and those curses there in Leviticus 26, again, we can't just copy and paste them into our own lives, but may we still affirm, oh, it is a blessing to obey God. And it is a, it is a punishment 
to disobey. And even as we read these passages, let it be motivation for us to obey the Lord. Let it be motivation for us to listen to Jesus Christ. We should rightly long for the world to stop all their nonsense and listen to Jesus. But let's check our own hearts today and make sure that's starting with me. And I'm setting the example of what it looks like to truly listen to Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.